Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. recording let's go for it have you done one of your special intros no no well I, c- I can if you want me to well you can freestyle it can you it's not a rap battle that's it it's all over how's that oh, they think it's all over it is now after three tests it is now ah oh, dave 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 welcome everyone uh firstly well actually Sorry welcome to everyone and welcome to chris chesney who called me this morning and said that he's been listening to our pods and I won't say exact words, but I don't know if it's because we're good at it or because he knows us, but he said he's been laughing his little socks off oh, in really? his car as he drives to work. Oh, I had a text message from Chris Sadler, works for Enterprise Cars, been there for years, can't get rid of him. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's in too deep. And he was texting me today saying, when's the pod out? He knows too much. Yeah. But exactly. the thing is, what we're doing now is we're retweeting praise, which is ghastly actually and we mustn't do that except Chez is a special one because mm. he doesn't say nice things to people that often personal what does, bodyguard what does he now. Do? oh I was going to say does he listen to it when he's raiding people's houses because he's a bailiff yeah taking their TVs away mm. that's the only thing we got ruining their right. lives uh, we're not worried about that no he's um, he, we had a very funny phone conversation this morning about the pod he was driving he was down in the south of France and he stuck it on in the car he's still allowed to drive is he yeah <laughs> mad isn't it oh, well, yeah. no, you are under one of his different names okay um yeah, so, um, yeah, hello, Jezza. But, yes, good intro, very good. Um, I spoke to my dad this morning, Tommy, for the first time in a long time and had a full match debrief from the Lions' third test, which I have not done since I was a player. He was giving you the debrief or you were giving him the debrief? He told me what he thought and ev- everything he said, he started with, look, I know, he said, I'm the day before yesterday's man. I know that, but this is what it means to me. Was he like, I know I've been out the game a long time, but... Some things don't change. <laughs> You're still allowed to pass backwards. Yes, some things don't change. You need the passion. You need the grit. Um, Is your dad Ross Kemp? Yes. Yeah, I so. yeah, yeah. My grand flatman on gangs. Um, yeah, he. Uh, it was quite good fun, actually. So he, he just said, look, what this is what I think. Tell me if you think I'm wrong, basically. And and loads of stuff he said was just like, you can't be wrong because it's just an opinion. Got but, no fans. Got, got no, no fans. ground. But um, he said, some. he echoed what a lot of... He loves Jiffy, you know, and he, everything Jiffy writes, my dad reads, and I love Jiffy as well. And he's like, the thing with Jiffy is, he doesn't, he calls him Jonathan Davis. He calls him, um, yeah, he says, you know, he's not, 
he's not afraid to say exactly what he thinks. He's quite punchy and he just doesn't overcomplicate things, which I think my the the, the punters like. But they yeah, are. there's a few like that, though, isn't there? Brian Moore doesn't mince his words. Yep. Um, Stephen Jones from the Times. Yeah. There's no messing around with him. Is there a rugby journalist in, and I don't say this as like lol, uh, you know, as in laugh out loud, not Lawrence Dalio, that gets more hate than Stephen Jones? I mean, I know he's quite punchy and he puts it out there, but people are so horrible yeah. to him. It's just like, what if you don't agree with something he said, someone says, I don't know why you have to be abusive, but it's 2021. Yeah, yeah. No, I, agree. I like his stuff anyway, so... I love it. I don't agree with everything I, I he love, says. I love Definitely his, not. I love but, some of his tweets, mind. They're very good. Um, but yeah. anyway, first off, another win for me on Settle It. You haven't won yet. I know. I'm a, I am. That is why Settle It is good for me, genuinely, because that you, there's no chasing. It's small money, for, well, depending on what you bet. For us, it was small money, and there's no chasing, and it's very, very simple, easy to understand, easy to understand where you're going wrong, which for me is betting at all. I can always give it you back as well, can't I, if you're really struggling? Yeah. Yeah. I might go to Vegas. It's about a, that, that good a run at the moment. <laughs> yeah, up overall. Overall, I'm about even. Yeah. Overall, I'm even. Um, so, well done, me. Also, won a little bit off Andy Goode and Jim Hamilton, which I will not be paying back. No, God, no. I mean, would they pay it back to you? No. Mm, no, no, exactly. Um, so, that was good. Um what have you cooked before well, we get into the game? What have you cooked? Anything? Can nice. I can I tell you what I how I watched the game? Hold on, this is exactly like the locker room I did at the weekend. John Bentley on stage. John, what do you think of the game? Is that well? First off, yeah. I'd like to say <laughs> I'd like to say thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Thank you to the, the caterers. Thank you to the staff. So, John, that's my job, mate. <laughs> I'm not doing it because it's not charity dinner. <laughs> In the end, I said, John, what have you got to say? What yeah. do you want to say? Yeah. So, oh, thanks very much, Shanks. It's, it's, yeah, it's like you've asked me a question. I'm a politician. <laughs> but I, I just made me think because we were thinking about, because we'll mention the grub we're, we're cooking this afternoon and then tonight. But um, that's sort of part of our pod. But yes, for the game, logistics transpired to give me a few hours completely on my own for the game. So I watched it on my laptop because I haven't got, Sky at my house. Oh, um, Sky account you use? I watch your oh, I watch you. my laptop with your login. <laughs> <laughs> Password, yeah. Um, you shot Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Password. Yeah. Um, Ace 99 or something. Um, Liz Hobo. So I watched that and watched it on the sofa with a fork and uh, six chicken thighs. Uh, piri piri, like ch- or chicken pieces. A couple of, there's actually a couple of wings in there from Field and Flower. And I just ate... I just ate piri piri chicken and watched it on my own. And every now and again, wiped my hands on my t-shirt, an old gym t-shirt used. everywhere. So that I could tweet stuff. All around your face. That's great. I've ordered some new chicken wings, actually, from Field and Fry. They've got a new spice. It's on the black label. So if you're, oh. if you're like a, a recognised customer, there's a black label with, with... They've got a few different things. They've got tomahawks. Oh, the emerald section and that. Yeah, but there's like a... A new, a new spicy chicken wings, which I'm really looking forward to. Okay, eating. I've got a tomahawk out, which I'm going to cook tonight. Yeah, we're doing an Insta live today where you've got some chicken thighs, yeah, er, salted and herbed. Yeah, lemon and herb. That's the one. I don't know. Where they got, the don't one. know where they got lemon and herb from and chicken, but that means that we'll just stick those in a couple of pitters with yeah. a bit of satsiki or a bit of yogurt. Kids will love that. Kids will love it. I'll love it. Yeah. So and tonight I've got me mate. You know Baz with two Zs. Yep. It's such a shame because. Good bloke, and you wouldn't believe it, and you mustn't judge books by their covers, but he looks a bit odd, but he's got, he spells his name, 
His name's Sebastian, but he spells everyone calls him Baz, but he yeah. spells it with two Zs. Yeah. Despite that, he's actually a really bright bloke. I've never got it. Mm. Um, really odd decision to have yeah, done that. It's like when you're a Carl, but you spell it with a K. Yeah. Never trust them. Or Chris Chesney with a K. Yeah. We can't not having it. Yeah. Not having it. So he's coming over tonight. Matthew with one T, don't get that. No. No. And we're having um Matt with one T. One of the <laughs> we're having one of the rolled um rolled stuffed and rolled herb chirby herb stuffed rolled chickens basically I'm gonna put on the rotisserie. Double chicken tonight. Uh, yeah, lo- I love chicken. It's mm. my favourite thing to grill. And doing two racks of ribs from Field and Flower as well. Why not? Cola ones. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Got them. Are they really good? Ooh. I've got a few days until they go off. They're in the fridge in the garage, so... Well done, boy. Good yeah. reminder. Yeah. Um, and last night, um, got back from a weekend a day away, and my lovely girlfriend said, would you like one of these cold beers in the fridge with your dinner? And I said, no, I won't, because I'm going to have bloody three of them or two of them tomorrow. I had At least a, I'll have two. I had a couple yesterday because the last three weeks, every Sunday has been quite tough yeah. because of the locker room. Because you know you're, you're hosting it, you got to drink with the guests. Lewis Rezamit's dad was there. Was he? Yep. Yeah. You What's play? he like? Tanned. Yeah. Looks young. He's probably like fifty odd. Looks like thirty. Is he? Well done. Oh, I hate that. He used to play um, American football. Right. Okay. Yeah. But. The thing with American football is you the can apple play didn't it. Far, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. Oh, really? Is that, is that, that's that right. right? Yeah. That's right. I hope so. Um, he, the thing about American football is it's a bit like, now, I don't want to do that thing where, like Olympic, I absolutely love the Olympics. Love it. Watched it every day, every highlights package. What was the, what do you enjoy most about it? Uh, well, obviously the wrestling and the weightlifting, but mm. um, women's 100, I really liked. Women's 200, I liked. But the, I didn't know that many people in the men's. Um, but enjoyed that the middle distance stuff. I like. I really, um, I really enjoyed the cycling. I always yeah. do. But you know, Laura Kenny, and Jason, Jason Kenny, Kenny, I love them. Brilliant. And Laura Kenny with, uh, forgot the name. Archibald, now. Kate Archibald, uh, Katie Archibald. Yeah, it was yep. brilliant, wasn't it? Oh, amazing. First time it's been in the Olympics. That event, so dominant. Yeah, I know. And Jason Kenny, so dominant. He's got to be knighted. Oh. Yeah, he has. Yeah, and we've got to be OBE'd. We can't be far off uh, yeah, for school MBA. For but I've loved, I've loved all the Olympics, but there are some sports where this is just, hopefully this is just fact, where it's like, you guys are amazing at that sport, but you're not competing against that many people. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like modern pentathlon, absolutely brutal, but it's not like trying to get in the England football team or the Wales football team, because that's, that's an extreme example. But I think if I was going to pick an Olympic sport, I'd pick one that not many people do. So yeah. So maybe I could get to Olympic level. Yeah, I'd probably there go isn't sh- one. I'd probably go shooting or archery. I reckon I've got a steady hand. I fired a few weapons in my time. Knocked a few of them out as well. <laughs> the, <laughs> the what I do think is uh, when the the modern pentathletes come is that they come running in and they're flat out and they've got to stop yeah. and shoot. It's weird as you like, really eccentric, but wicked. And you think actually that would be rock hard that. Yeah, sweating, shaky arm. Um, rock hard, yeah. Do you know, like, tug of war used to be in the Olympics, rope climbing used to be in the Olympics, standing, high jump. Sergeant all, jump. All these things, yeah. England squad, 1998, 1999, 2000. I was young, and I was with the 21s in the corner, mm. and the England squad were doing their testing, and we followed them into testing. So we literally got, I was like 19 or something, or 20, and we, we followed them into, so we saw their numbers when we were doing the testing, so you compete against sprint yeah. times and bench and all that. And... Do you know who won the sergeant jump? Best sergeant jump in the England team. And no, none of our lads got anywhere near it. 
Um, I've told you before. No, you haven't. Steve Ajomu. <laughs> Was it? Yes. Oh, you, I don't think you have. <laughs> I must have done. It wouldn't be in there. I just, but he was super powerful. He's got. I've told you this before. He's got the triple jump record at school. Oh, you, yeah, you might have said. And that. he went to the same school as Jonathan, Sir Jonathan Edwards, the yeah. world world record holder. He took a while to get that record, mind. Like he went to quite a few different Olympics, and yeah. I think the first one he finished like tenth, fifteenth, whatever, really low down. But then the year after, year, well, four years later, four years later, all of a sudden he's Came over eighteen meters. I was like Phillips Adowu because I saw him. Yeah. Headband and socks. We, we used the same physio and he just looked wicked and he smelled amazing. Like his aftershave was amazing. Mm. And I was about to say, mate, well, aftershave's that. And I thought, don't, don't do it. Don't be that guy. When are we going down to Devon? My kids are asking. Um, so we can go on the beach. Yeah, well. Get all the red paddle gear out. Yeah. Use it. Flat utilize out. it. Feel warm on the beach. Because that's one of the issues why I don't like the beach. Because I'm always cold. There's always yeah. sand everywhere. Um, I'm always in like jeans and a t-shirt. Get your, pro, one, get your pro jackets on. Yeah, I want to get one of them over. Just be able to have like a little kip on the beach. Love well, that. it's the sun's out here now, but it's been raining this morning in Bath and it's due to rain quite a lot and be quite cold this afternoon. And there's a little fun fair at the park across down the road. All right, yeah. So we're going there and they've asked if they can wear their little red paddle um, coats down there to keep warm. So we're, we're going to look the best at the Why fun don't fair. you go along behind them like with a ghetto blast on your shoulder playing Eye of the Tiger, <laughs> something like that? <laughs> yeah. Like they're coming into a ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get them shadow boxing like yeah. Tom Evans on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what I did like. I liked, um, now on the spot, I've forgotten the name. Was it Jasmine? The Welsh girl who won the boxing gold. Yes. Played football for Wales, kept yep. boxing world champion. Now, I mean, she, I mean, what a mover. Yep. Goodness me. How would you beat her in a fight? You'd need a trank dart. Probably sweep the leg first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's brutal, mate. Absolutely brutal. Yeah, I know. Like, you just got to get close like Steven Seagal because Seagal <laughs> is only good when he's right up close to you. Yeah. Like from a distance, no way. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, got the reach. All his moves, everything. But when you get close to Steven Seagal and all he needs is like a towel or something. If you've got a knife, he needs a towel. He needs just something to protect him a little bit. And yeah. then those arms come out and they're rapid. Have you um, have you seen the videos that pop around on Instagram every now and again of Jean-Claude Van Damme like in a car park showing people his high kicks and all that sort of stuff? What, like recent ones? Yeah. It's no. Like, there's a couple of guys having beers in a car park and they're like, hey, Jean-Claude. And he's like, hey, I can show you. I can show you. And he's like standing in a pair of jeans and he just like, he'll just stand there. You know, he's 18 inches from your nose to nose and he'll just put his foot on top of your head. You're like, whoa. They're like the pair of jeans you see advertised online on like social media where people Olympus. Doing, yeah, people doing backflips in them. Weightlifters, yeah. weightlifters. <laughs> I actually got some because I'm an odd shape and they fit. They, they fit really nice, but they're very, they're too tight. I can't wear them. I look like a white mug. You can if they're black. Because you Paul, get away with that. Paul then. Doran Jones could do it. I can do it. If they're like Rob Howley, stonewashed denim, <laughs> then you can't. Wasn't Stephen Jones always a Gareth Thomas, Stephen Jones, Rob Howley, still love stonewashed denim. <laughs> Some people could wear it in the case. And a pair of brown loafers. Yep. And they've got to be flared at the bottom as well. And you've got to be able to not see most of the shoes. Massive brown, like Ted Baker belt. Like Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. Rugby time. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So you debrief with your dad. Hit me with it. I, I, as you know, Tommy, I'm going to say two things. I don't want to just say what everyone else says to jump on the bandwagon because it's dull. And this job's would, this job would be too dull if we did if we just did that. However, how, so I will say I actually really enjoyed the series, but I think a lot of people found it gripping because of what was at stake and because it, the game two of the games were close. Yeah. But I think my dad summed it up this morning when he said I was bored stiff and I kept it on because there was nothing else going on and. You know, mum didn't want to watch anything else, but I was bored stiff. And he said, I think about watching Harlequins the end of the season. Yeah. And he's like, my dad doesn't watch a huge amount of rugby, watches a bit. He's got BT Sport. And now and again, I'll say to him, mate, make sure you watch this game. It should be a good one and he'll watch it. Yeah. And he said, the Quinn semi and final. He's like, that honestly was the best. He said, I remember it being mm. as good as any rugby I've ever watched. And he said, I watched this, the international game, and it bored stiff. And he said, if there was a fourth test, I wouldn't watch it. The problem was, as well, was New Zealand-Australia was in the morning as well, and that was a brilliant game. Um, massively has an impact with no fans. That 100% does. I think if you've got fans in the stadium, I think your performance is arisen. It's not so pragmatic. It's not so boring, I don't think. I think they may make a huge factor. Um, I actually preferred the third test to the second test I'm with your dad on the second test you know I was gone you know I'd switched off but because this was all or nothing winner takes all you know and that the magnitude and how big the game was it was Lions series finale exactly what everyone really wanted I was in um, it also made a big difference for me when Finn Russell came on just because he sees space that possibly other tens don't he sped the game up. He's exciting to watch. Lions played a little bit differently with him at 10 as well because he creates a lot of space. He really attacks the line. It wasn't 
a brilliant game and it's difficult to compare it to Exeter Quinns, you know, because you've just got two teams out there that play the game completely different, have a different philosophy on how they want to play the game. You know, they want to score more than the opposition whilst I think the Lions mindset probably going into it was don't lose, do whatever it takes to win. You know, it doesn't matter how they play because people don't only remember uh, the results. So, yeah, I, I guess I get I get Graham on the fact that it wasn't a spectacle, but I don't know, like cup finals aren't always a spectacle because there's so much pressure on it. Um, but, oh God, mate, they were in it. They were in it right till the end. Monier Stain, 12 years ago, did the same. A couple of instances in the game as well. I don't think it was a... A penalty for Finn Russell's high tackle on Colby. He's on one knee when he's coming down. You know, I think they were quite unlucky to get away with that. You think about Liam Williams putting away Josh Adams. Should have done. Should have done. All I think when I see that is poor and he's, But he's not a selfish player. You know, he's not one of these that tucks all the time. Some players are. You know, he's, he's he puts people in space all the time, but he's just missed that one. And then you've got the Maul going forward, Tom Curry takes one of the SA players out as well. It's a penalty, you know, and they're let off. That's nearly 14 points. That's enough to win it. And you just got to take those, those try scoring opportunities when they come. So absolutely devastated. They lost it, but you know, they so easily, easily could have won it. Yeah. And I, I think the, the Liam Williams thing to Josh Adams down the right was just, yeah, you're right. I mean, that changes the game, but, all I think then is, oh, you poor bloke, because yeah. he's just such a good player. Yeah. And you could argue he should have played 80 minutes in all, or 120 minutes in all three tests. Um, you could easily argue that. And it's just a brutal moment for him. And he'll know that better than anyone. But the, the Tom Curry thing is just, that is someone getting overexcited yeah. and just forgetting himself for a second. Now, quite often you get away with those. And actually, that is a brilliant piece of refereeing to pick that up because... If South Africa had won the won won the series with a try created from that and hadn't been picked up, the Lions fans would have gone mad. So that's actually a great piece of refereeing. But I think that the the or actually the most significant um, part of the series for the Lions was the introduction of Finn Russell. Now he had eff- effectively the whole game. I mean, seventy minutes to win yeah. the game, and and it very nearly happened. I mean, ultimately you could say he did enough. He did create enough because that Josh Adams try might have won it, whatever. But it, what it showed was that I thought that, and bear in mind, this is not being smug with hindsight. Going into the tour, I'm saying 100% if I'm head coach, I pick Dan Bigger, 100%. Yeah. However, I now, I look at it and think if Finn Russell had played, I know he wasn't fit, but if there is, there is a different way to face outright power, there is a different way. And, what I would say is if you've got, you know, Dan Bigger in the second test putting, you know, putting high kicks up 30 yards from his own line, I'm thinking the All Blacks are not doing that. Australia probably won't do that. They're too clever. The, the, the great teams are not doing that. And I think that as soon as Finn Russell came on and they put some phases together, South Africa looked not all over the place, but terrified. And I still think, I stand by this point, and we, I've sort of said it all the way through, Farrell should be playing 12. Like, why bring him on in the second test at 10 for Dan Bigger? That's not going to affect the game. That's not going to change it. There's no real point of difference there. If you bring him Farrell on at 12, you can open up defences a lot more. Look, Bundyaki and, and Henshaw both played well, but they're not creators. They're more strike runners, you know, so they'll hit lines. They'll, they'll set up 
first phase or second phase maybe to attack and, and try and penetrate third or fourth phase but when you've got another ball player in there you can get the ball wide you can hold the fences because as a second receiver you've got to be able to keep your hip straight you've got to be able to manipulate defenders and not everyone could do that tens can do it because they that, that's what they do on the field every single game but when you've got a 12 they can do it as well it just creates so much more space i think that was a trick missed um i'm not not too disappointed i think with it with up front i think the pack performed pretty well. I think they scrummaged pretty well. I feel really sorry for Courtney Laws going on the wrong side of the ball. Last penalty, Monier Stain. I mean, a lot of those penalties come from tackle technique where you go high, player lands on you, you can't roll away, but he goes low. It's just one of those penalties that, that are just given now. You know, yep. and, and there's nothing you can do about it really as a player. He's moving away as fast as he can, but it's just a luck of the draw sometimes as to how you fall and how a player falls because you can't control that. But then, also, interesting on your take, the last scrum penalty. You know, it just seems such a negative way to end a test series when it's close. The lines are still in it. It's one score difference. Yeah, but... Was it a penalty? Clear penalty, yeah. Okay. That's fine. And Shut the, me up then. Vincent Cock, you know, when... when what do you call him? What do you call me? Um, <laughs> everyone, like, when they got... Um, Sarri's got relegated, you know, there was video going around and the Sarri scrum with Vincent Cock at tight head getting mullered down at, was it Cornish Pirates or they, whatever it was in the champ and it's like they've lost it. It's like, no, 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 they, they just, sometimes they don't go your way and you need to get back in the groove. Yeah. Vincent Cock, when he's playing top class rugby is a killer of loose heads. He is a killer. Now he's not a huge guy. He doesn't have a, diff- a technique completely different from anyone else. He's got a lot of power. He's very, very strong through the middle, which means that, boringly, his back stays rod straight, yeah. which means that all the power coming from his second row and from his hooker and from his flanker and indirectly from the number eight, he can put all of it through. So he gets every ounce of it through his spine because he's so strong through the middle. So he is a he's a loosehead killer is what he is. Mm. And I, I had... Um, a, it's, not, it's not really a disagreement. It was a disagreement, but it was a really nice one with... Nigel Owens on Twitter, oh, he or, so. or, or, or he replied to something, but it was all it was it, aggressive. I thought it definitely wasn't. Um, but watching the game, so Win Jones um, was doing an exceptional job against France Malherber to the point where he was dominant, becoming dominant. Yeah, he then began. Malherber didn't. He changed his technique a bit, and I won't bore you with it too much. But instead of being aggressive, he basically got into a lock position and said, "You're not moving me, and it's going to take all your strength." Yeah push me as hard as you want and exhaust yourself. You won't move me. And that is effectively what happened a couple of times. Very draining for Wynne Jones, but there's a huge amount of pressure against France Malherber. So if you're going to attack him, then your your body, if you imagine the base of your spine, if you just hit and hold, there's a mm. load of pressure, but it's static. Yeah. If you're trying to move, you're as loose head, you're not as stable as you are at tight head because you're not in between anyone. You're hanging out on the left. So you, you use your core a hell of a lot to stabilise yourself. And if your lower back goes, yeah. I've been there, it is frigging agony and you can't get rid of it. So it's like having permanent cramp in your calf. You can't get rid of it. And he came out the second half and I thought, how has he come out? Mm. So as soon as his back started to go, Malherber didn't didn't quit. He kept going at him and going at him. Um, so for me, it, the, it cost the Lions hugely because he was doing brilliantly. Yeah, but the, the disagreement we had was... and. Bear in mind, half of us pros will disagree, so it's fine. But there's so much emphasis put on, I hope this isn't too niche, put on the loose head's bind to the tight head. 
So the tight head has to bind over the top. If I'm a loose head, he has to have a long bind. He's not allowed to then go from a long bind almost over on my back. He's not allowed, as soon as we engage, he's not allowed to then slip back and take a short bind on my arm. He has to keep his arm long. Often quite well refereed, often missed, and tight heads don't do it deliberately. They often just under so much pressure. Yeah. If you're under pressure, you don't want your arm sticking out above your head. You want it next to you to be tighter. So, but the loose head just binds on the side of the tight head shirt. Yeah. So imagine you're a loose head, you're Wyn Jones, and you're against France Malherber, who's whatever, 145 kegs, massive units everywhere. And the scrum goes down and the referee says to you, loose head pulling it down. I'm telling you now, <laughs> you cannot pull, a loose head cannot pull a scrum down with a bind on the side of a shirt. It does not happen. It cannot happen. It can look like it's his bind because he's gripping tight yeah. and he's heading towards the floor because one of them is hinging or someone's collapsed. The loose head's arm is by definition underneath the tight head's arm. It has to be by law or just physics, but both. So his elbow will always, almost always hit the ground first in a straight collapse. To blame it on the bind is erroneous. It doesn't, it's not a factor. So I tweeted that and then someone else said, oh, check out this guy. He's tweeted it. Corbusiero agreed and all that sort of stuff. The loose if I'm binding underneath a tight head and gripping his collar and choking him with it or if I fold underneath and my arm slips, I've slipped my bind or I'm cheap. If my bind is where it's meant to be, where Wynne Jones was, that, just forget it. That is not a bind that can, think of the weight coming through. It's almost like you've got a car that's broken down and it's rolling downhill towards you and you've got to put your right shoulder against the back bumper of the car to stop it. Easy. And you reach around with your left arm and you grab the hole, you grab the, handle or something to hang on to the handle of the back door Done how it. much how much of the weight is coming through that hand bugger all mate i pushed it back up yeah anyway i think way too much significance is placed on the loose heads bind this is too niche now but and really it's verging on irrelevant okay all right yep um, Nigel disagreed which is absolutely fair enough and he's been around a long time but he's out of the game now mate <laughs> no he's not he's losing he's losing touch mate he's all about cows farming <laughs> hey calling me tom shumplin He's great. Yeah. He's great. Um, some real good performances, though. If you look through the tour, um, Maratoji, I think, won series player for the Lions. Brilliant all the way through. Alan Jones interview after. It's not often you get him really emotional. No. Sorry, I think Sarah, Sarah did well. Sarah yeah. used to be brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Like, just the way she, her questions, the tone, the lot. You know, just keep, keeps asking. Didn't force him to answer questions. She, he, she knew he was struggling. She's class, man. Um, She's so, class. unbelievable to get... Alan went back out there. 12 consecutive Lions tests, mate. One of the biggest Lions legends they'll be for a long time, I think. He's number one, mm. like, modern, a professional Lions yeah. legend. He's got to be. I think Robbie Henshaw was really good all the way through the tour as well. Work rate, unbelievable. Set it all the way through Six Nations. He's so fit. Offs himself. Mm. Tackles hard, runs hard. Um... But I just think with him in the centre, I just think you need a little bit of creativity around him, possibly. Um, I thought I thought the pack played really well. They did, and three loose heads in three weeks doesn't help. Win Jones not being fit doesn't help. No. Um, this is like this is proper smug. What I'm about to say, but I did say it beforehand. It's not I told you so. It's just what I think. You start Marler in those three tests. There isn't a scrum issue in any of the games. Mm. There's there's there is not one scrum issue across any minute of any game. I, in fact, I'd have put 50 quid on him Him not conceding one penalty legitimately across three games. Did you see ball in time? Something like 26 yeah. minutes. Like, seems to be We could have backwards. played in that, boy. Yeah. 
we used to look at like 38 minutes, like, you know, 10 years ago. We're mm. trying to get the ball in for 30 minutes, especially against a team like uh, Italy, for instance, that mm. love set piece, love scrummaging, love mauling. You know, so you try and keep the, the pace up and try and move them around, for, especially with big packs. But 26 minutes, that is low, really low. And I suppose tactically as well, South Africa got it right from their perspective, slowing it down. Razzy Erasmus, you know, that rant after the first test, he was either going to be a genius or people were going to call him mad. Seemed to have worked. Didn't it? You know, second test. He'll get into trouble now. But decisions so went for him, yeah. yeah. Um, so, as much as there is disappointment out there, I think South Africa done a wonderful job of, of hosting the Lions Tour with no fans. Um, you know, there's been COVID cases in both camps. They've overcome that. They've had to move the tests all the way to, to Cape Town. So just to be able to, to move and to adapt on the spot, you know, no one thought we'd get the... Uh, I mean, everyone thought there'd probably be cases, there'd be games cancelled, but there wasn't. So, you know, fair play to, to South Africa, to the rugby union and to the Lions for actually being able to produce And when you think South Africa, test series. in a wider sense, there's COVID, there's political, economical, mm. societal meltdown. How they've managed to get these games gone is it's verging on miraculous. Not sure they've done it. And it was a compromised tour because no fans and the tests were gripping ultimately or a couple of them were, but yep. not enough tries scored. But I no, think, I think f- you know, for me, what I take from it, a couple of bits I take from it were that Finn Russell is not a maverick. Finn Russell plays to a plan very well, but when holes present themselves... He is world, world-class. Performs under pressure on the yep. biggest occasion. His kicking was outstanding. Bloody His decision-making was brilliant. Yep. You know, gone are the days where you could... I don't think he is a maverick anymore. Maverick sort no. of suggests that... It's a liability. You know, he, yeah, he's got a liability. He's going to be brilliant. And then all of a sudden, then he's going to put the brakes on, let it fly right by, and then, you know, Goose gets ejected and dies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so, so, you know, he's... I, I, I think he's produced a performance over this Lions tour that he's just a, a great attacker like Marcus Smith now. You know, yeah. Marcus Smith isn't a liability at all. Just makes right decisions at the right time. But he's exciting and he's attacking. He speeds the game up. I think you can... I think Finn is moved to another level now. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah. It was great. And also, Lacanya Arm, the South African yeah. centre. I mean, I was going to ask you about him because I watch him and I think... There's mistakes. But yeah. I watch him and I think, God, he knows his onions. That He's class player. yeah he is and I, I think the tone was set from that first hit on yep. Elliot Daly you know the Lions actually went to go wide and Elliot Daly was hammered and I think that sort of spooked them a I wonder bit. if it shaked the tour a little bit I think hit. it has a bit I think if if there's a defining moment out of all the tests I think that hit is it because Lions went to go wide they got absolutely hammered and I think from there on in they were just scared scared defensively of South Africa shutting them down intercepts of hitting them behind the game line um, but Sometimes when you get spooked like that, it just forces you into a game plan that you don't necessarily want to play. I think looking back now at the tour, which is easy, um, lacked creativity mm. in that back line. You know, and it just didn't function in that third test. You know, the Lions had a good line out position. Tom Curry put the ball behind a forward, it went to the ground, Mako had to clear up. All of a sudden Lions on the back foot, they box kick, that box kick then gets caught. And plays it to Colby. Colby goes and scores a try. You know, what a try, so, mind. What a try, yeah, it is. And, you know, he's done it so many times. Did yeah. it against England in the World Cup. Another great example of just how quality he is, mate. He's a special player. But, yeah, I think that tackle Am produced on daily 
is a turning point. And also you've got, you know, whatever we think of how South Africa play, they are brutal and straight up and down and for want of a better word, boring. But when there is an opportunity, they've got magic. And Andre Pollard for Mapimpi's try in the second test is, that is one moment where Anthony Watson is drawn up into yeah. the defensive line. The kick is perfection. Everything is perfection. And it's like, well, actually, we're going to batter you, batter you, batter you. And then the uppercut's going to come yeah. when you finally get tired and let your guard down. And you think, in a sense, they know who they are. And it's genius. They're the best team. In, well, they're world champions. And now they're beating the Lions. They're still, yeah, they're the best team in the world. They must be. Must be the number yeah. one ranked team in the world. I think so, Elizabeth is Wolverine as well. Yeah. Recovers so quick. Yeah, amazing. Like he, he's injured. I think he's gone. Yeah. I think he's, you know, I think he'd never play rugby again. All of a sudden, he's back up. Lazarus Etzebeth. Yeah. He, um, he moves about for a big fella. Yeah, right? he he's, does. But do you know what? I know he's a hard man and all that, but these days, no such thing. Just nah. just nail people. Like, yep. yeah. And the pushing and shoving, it's like, with the grins, it's like, yeah. that, that doesn't count anymore, fella. Whoever's got the longest arms. I'm sure he would have been great in the old days when it was really punchy, but yeah, well, well, once you've been in the middle against Toulouse away and it's not pushing and shoving, you're like, or France away, you're like, well, that don't count anymore. 30, 40 years ago, if you couldn't, like... If you couldn't hold yourself in a fight, you couldn't play rugby, basically, yeah. could you? Um, but anyway, that's it, Flats. That is the Lions series done. Um, I think we have to thank, you know, some of our our supporters, some of the partnerships that we've had through this to make it happen. So, yeah. thank Purity you to, beers would be yeah, brilliant. Red Paddle, thank you very much. Field and Flower. Yeah, Kamado Joe. Yeah, and Settle It as well. You know, we appreciate all your, all your help of putting this Lions podcast together. What's it called? Roar. Roar. I, I can smell, I put the Kamado Joe on before you arrive, yeah. put the charcoal in. Sensible. And man. I can smell it. The reason I can smell it, there's no food on it yet, is because my grates are so dirty from the last few barbecues that I think it's cooking like last month's yeah, but food. That's what you want because that gives it, it the taste. Of course it is. And because it's hot anyway, it kills all the bacteria. Yeah, exactly. So, do you want to just sort of lead us out then with Rujar Kipling's poem, If? <laughs> No. Okay. Uh, Virginia Woolf. Virginia uh, Woolf said, if I'm not myself, then I'm nobody. And you will be a man, my son. <laughs> <laughs> Roar on, drive right. on. See you around. Thanks, mate. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.